Uh, no, we're good. It was for like a brief second, but we're good. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't I can see, think so. I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Cool, cool. I can hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> okay. Should we whisper the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. Is your animal really quiet? <laughs> I heard I don't know, and after that, I did not comprehend what you said. <laughs> oh, cool. I asked if your animal was really quiet, because if your animal's quiet, then we uh, could whisper the whole time. My animal is actually really loud. <laughs> oh. Never mind. <laughs> Which is really funny that you say that, because the fact I have of how loud they are makes it way better. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Cool. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Okay. Ready? Freddy? Ready, Eddie. Spaghetti? George? Eddie. Freddie and Eddie. True, true. Ow. <laughs> I just hit my elbow on my desk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to raise the roof. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Animal Facts, you crazy awesome animal lovers. Ooh. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. And we've got, I've got a really cool animal for y'all today. But first things first, our personal question asked by Jayla. Me. This is honestly probably my favorite personal question to ask anybody. Um, so. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't asked it yet. True, true. Should have started off with this question. I, I always have to know <laughs> what your favorite color is and why. I always need to know the why, though. Okay, so my favorite color is green. And the why is because when I was really little and I didn't form my own opinions, I asked my mom what her favorite color was, and she said green. So I was like, okay, then, my favorite color is also green, because I loved my mom, and I was like, she knows, and she's great, so green is the best. And then it just stuck with green my whole life and it's just never changed and honestly green kind of is just my favorite color not only just because it's always been (laughs) but because I do think green is really pretty and very like neutral and it just looks good with almost everything and then if I had to think about another color that I always really favored without being influenced by anyone else's opinion is yellow because it's just such a happy color and I really like yellow. I think it's just really fun and bright and colorful. Nice. So green 
and yellow. <laughs> nice, nice. What is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is alizarin crimson, which is a really specific shade of like purpley red. Um, I it's really specific and I really love it. I like painting with it. Um, I paint in oil or oil paint, and so it's one of my favorite colors to paint with um, because it contrasts with a lot of dark tones, um, and it's still a little on the cool side. I my favorite color my second favorite color is also yellow though. I really like the primary colors in general. Um but my second favorite color is definitely yellow. I think it's also a really fun color to paint with, but it's also really bright and happy. It always makes me smile. Um yeah, those are my favorite colors and whys. <laughs> I like the whys. Thank you, thank you. Cool. Well, now hopefully you guys know a little bit more about us. <laughs> yeah. That's always our goal. And investigate. Even if it's. Yourself. Why is your favorite color yes. your favorite color? Is it because one person said they liked it and you favored their opinions and so you just developed it yourself? <laughs> like me? <laughs> and then you just stuck with it because why not? <laughs> uh, it's okay. I love green. I think it's a pretty color. It's definitely changed on as I've gotten older, like, the different shades of green that I've liked. Oh, nice. I've gone through, like, the seafoam phase, the bright lime green phase, the dark foresty phase. So, right now I think I'm kind of in, like, a sage kind of phase. Nice. Sage is a really yeah, nice color. Like a, yeah, like a neutrally low-tone green. Hmm. I don't know. Or, like, a more earthy kind of green i don't really care for kelly green <laughs> if i'm being specific I don't. anyway that's very specific <laughs> i don't know like t-shirts like i so i designed those t-shirts yeah. and then it's always like kelly green i'm like ugh, <laughs> i don't care for it I think it's just because I would never wear like that. I don't know. I have bright green shirts though, so I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I love uh, it. Okay. So. <laughs> Trivia time. Okay. What animal was thought to be extinct, but in the 2000s was found alive and well? Ooh. Mm-hmm. What animal can move its neck 180 degrees in either direction, giving it basically 360-degree motion? Ooh. Yeah. And what animal has a surprisingly long gestation pregnancy period for its size? Ooh. The tarsier. What? Now, I'm pretty sure everyone is going to be like, the what? (laughs) So, it is a primate that looks a little bit like a lemur and a gremlin got together and had a good time. (laughs) It's cute. Um, 
It is very cute. They're really small, uh, and they're super funny, but they've got really big eyes. So in Madagascar, the one little cute lemur with the big eyes that's like, all the time, imagine him and like a gremlin got together and formed a baby because it's like cute and fluffy like that little cute lemur, but it's got like these big crazy ears and these massive eyes and he's like, and they like sleep and they kind of look like they're a little bit like a puppet. (laughs) when they're sleeping and they've got long fingers like a gremlin so that's that's the tarsier and you will learn all about them this episode in case i did not know they existed uh so my sister-in-law actually introduced this animal to me because i asked my siblings what their favorite animals were and she was like this is my favorite gif, and it had, like, the two tarsiers in it, and they were, like, ah, acting all crazy and funny in it, and so she's like, this is my favorite gift. They're tarsiers, and they dumb <laughs> or stupid or something. <laughs> I don't remember, so I looked yeah. up tarsiers, and I was like, that's it. I'm doing it, <laughs> and the more I learned about them, the more I fell in love with them. Nice. So that is... That is how I was introduced to this animal. Nice, nice. A gift that my sister-in-law uses regularly. I like okay. it. I like it. We'll have to, like, find a way to post that gif on our Instagram page or something because it's really funny. Yes. We'll have to share it somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. We will find a way. Okay. So there are a few species of tarsiers. There's 18 to be exact, but they are generally split into three groups. And they're mostly, it's, it's mostly based off geographic locations. So there's the Western Tarsiers, the Eastern Tarsiers, and the Philippine Tarsiers. Woot, woot. Woot, woot to the Philippines. Okay. So its appearance varies slightly based on species to species. But generally, they are small, kind of like the size of your fist or a tennis ball. So they are pretty small. Some of them are a little bit bigger, but generally they are pretty pretty itty bitty cute little guys and then they have a really long tail that's somewhat kind of covered in fur but not kind of and it's a little bit hairless and a lot of people kind of compare it to like a rat like it's kind of scaly but it has like little tufts of fur on it and then they their whole body other than their tail is covered in soft fur and it varies from grays to browns okay And then they, so that's like their little body. And then they have really long hind legs and really long fingers and toes. Mm -hmm. And then their fingers and toes have pads on them and claws on their second and third digits. And then their third finger can be as long as their entire upper arm. Whoa, I did not know that. That's pretty long. (laughs) I don't, I know. I'm like, how does... Like, it obviously functions, but, like, I like I don't even know how some women or people in general, like, have such long fingernails. How do you do things when you have such long fingernails? Let alone your, like, third finger, basically, our middle finger being as long as our upper arm. <laughs> well, at least your if finger, so. if your finger was that long, at least I would think that it would be useful. But, yes, long fingernails, I'm like... Yes. That's not, that's just going to get in my way. (laughs) Yeah, but it's insane that that, but I mean, at least their Mm -hmm. forearms aren't as long as their hind legs. Their hind legs are long. Um, 
But still, it's crazy that their third finger can be as long as their upper, like, is as long as their upper arm. I'm like, what? Yeah. They crazy. And they're so cute and funny. See, I said, lemur mixed with a gremlin. Uh, <laughs> they also have large ears that help them hear, and then, uh, which helps them to be able to find food and also avoid predators. And then their biggest distinction is their huge eyeballs. <laughs> They're so cute. You will see. They have huge, huge eyes. My favorite part. Um, They are so cute. (laughs) So their eyes measure up to 16 millimeters in diameter. Um, And I'll talk more about that in a a little bit and like how it kind of compares. Wait, 13 millimeters? So their head and their body are... That's huge. 16 millimeters. 16? That's definitely not 16 millimeters, but you're holding up to your face oh. with your hands. <laughs> like, their eyeballs are smaller than our eyeballs. Oh, so they're smaller. But their bodies are much smaller. <laughs> I will I will compare. I will help you understand cool. their eye-to-body ratio in a little bit, I oh, promise. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> so their head... Uh-huh. Their head and body are anywhere from three and a half to six inches, which is nine to 16 centimeters. Oh. But their elongated ankle bones are twice as long, which is how they got their name tarsiers, um, because their long hind legs, the ankle bone, that's what it's called, is a tarsier or something like that. Ah, so that's how they got their name. That's clever. Is their long hind legs. Yeah. So, their long hind legs help them travel and leap from tree to tree, and they can leap 40 times their body length, so they can jump over 16 feet in about, in one single leap, which is about 5 meters. Wow. Which is very long (laughs) compared to us. (laughs) And then, because of a, and also because of a special vertebrae in their necks and stuff is how they're able to move their neck 180 degrees in either direction, similar to that of an owl, uh, which isn't just useful for being able to see behind them, but it's actually because it's useful because they can't actually move their giant eyes. So they can't move their eyes around. So they move their entire head. Because their eyes are basically stuck and fixated in their skull. Because <laughs> they're so big. Uh, That's so weird. And for those of you who are like, 180 degrees, how far is that? We can only move our necks 90 degrees. And they so they basically can like move their head all the way facing the other way. <laughs> I can do that. Which gives them 360 degree rotation, like... Because they can do it. They just can't both ways. twist their head 360 degrees, but yeah, so they can basically look behind themselves straight on. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Which is terrifying. Okay, so because their eyes are so large, they cannot rotate them. And so, for comparison to understand their eye to body ratio, humans, the average human is about 5'2 to 5'7, and our eyes are about 21 to 27 millimeters. Tarsi, tarsers, tarsars, dang it, now I've already forgotten how to say my animal, tarsier, there we go, tarsiers are about 15 to 16 centimeters, and their eyes are 16 millimeters, their eyes are roughly 10% of the length of their bodies, 10%, 
10%. So you know how people are like, if Disney characters actually were like, basically imagine Disney, animated Disney characters like Anna or Elsa or Rapunzel and put their eyeballs on an actual person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of all those like Disney filters. (laughs) <laughs> that people use to like take <laughs> selfies. They're like, this is what I would look like yeah. if I was in Disney. <clears throat> um, yeah, but you wouldn't have like the cute Disney. Anyways, true. So their terrifying. eyes are roughly ten percent, uh huh, of the length of their bodies. So they're very large in comparison to their body size. Which, when you look at a picture of them, you'll be like, oh, I see. Yes, they have very big. <laughs> their eyes. eyes are huge. <laughs> yes. Um. And so each eyeball is bigger than its own brain. <laughs> Can you imagine if we Which had, I think is hilarious. If we had eyeballs that were bigger than our brains, we'd have like right? two like softballs. <laughs> or maybe bigger. <laughs> oh my gosh, they'd have to be bigger. Our brains are pretty big. <laughs> Um, and then their eyes also weigh more than its brain. <laughs> so not only they're just bigger size-wise, but they also weigh more. They're big-eyed, small-brained. Tiny little animals. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but they're so cute with their really long third finger. <laughs> <laughs> the better to flip you off with, I suppose. Basically what Jayla said with her body language of flipping me off. Sorry. I had to imagine if my finger was longer. Yes, I know. I feel like we wouldn't even be able to fully put it down, like make a fist. It would just kind of naturally like knuckle stick up, you know? True. Knuckle stick up. How do they (laughs) hold? They have to hold things. There's got to be a way. I mean, I'm sure. They use it a lot for, like, when they're leaping for grip and stuff. Especially with their little pads and claws. Like an alien hand. We're also imagining it with our body proportion, not theirs. (laughs) True. It probably looks a lot better on a lemur gremlin. Because they may be tiny, but they're, like, their their top arms aren't nearly as long as their hind legs. True, true. But still. They've got long fingers and toes. Um... Okay, so its total weight is anywhere from 80 grams to 165 grams, which is about 3 to 6 ounces, roughly. So a fun comparison that I found for this is a U.S. nickel weighs 5 grams. Mm. So it's equivalent to having 16 to 33 nickels, giving you exactly 80 cents to $1.65 and change. Mm. That is how much they weigh. Wow. <laughs> if you had 80 cents to $1.65 in change of nickels. So if you hold that in your hand, that's what it would be like to hold a tars a tarsier. I like that comparison. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought it was fun. Nickels. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Less than two dollars in, in change. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um I'm looking up uh, pictures of your little tarsier. 
Okay, so their eyes, they have the largest eyes uh huh, relative to body size of any mammal. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just looked up, ha, I just looked up pictures <laughs> of them with their big old eyes. Their big old eyes. They're so cute. I think they're Do cute. Do you see any of them sleeping? <gasps> they're so cute no. when they're sleeping because they just look like they're like smiling a little bit. <laughs> like little old men. They just look like puppets from Labyrinth or the Dark Crystal. They do. They do. That's what they look like to me. <laughs> Maybe that's what inspired them. I like All it. All right. So their closest relative, you may think, is a lemur or a loris, but it is not, even though they resemble them. They are most closely related to a group of primates that's including monkeys and apes. And you could go as far as to say humans. <laughs> but a lot of people think that they are more related to lemurs and lorises, but that is false. Hmm. They're more closely related to monkeys and apes. Interesting. Yeah. So their history is kind of interesting. They, um, they have fossil records showing that they used to be widespread across the globe. <gasps> And what? are one of the oldest primates on the planet. Uh-huh. Uh, they can be dated back to at least 55 million years ago. That's pretty cool. But they're not All there. over the world. Not anymore. No. Well, I guess not Antarctica, but they used to be more like in the North America and like Americas and stuff. Yeah. But not anymore. So however... Tongue ties. Uh, that was great. <laughs> However, due to habitat loss and humans, they are now found in a smaller portion of the world and their numbers keep dropping. The IUCN classifies them as critically endangered and vulnerable. And then also some of the species, they don't have enough information on them in the wild because they're so hard to find that they really can't give us an accurate like this is how many of them there are this is where they kind of fall on this because there's just it's hard to study them and really to know because they're hard to find because their numbers are dropping so much there's not enough information um and there was i'll talk more about that too later about the one that they believed was extinct um that's so, so there sad. are some conservation efforts in play in the philippines they have a wildlife sanctuary. It's a small conservation, like a reserve, basically. It's a protected forested area by the government for the Tarsiers to live wild and free with no harm. Uh, people can visit and learn about them, and it's pretty small. Like, you can, based on how, like, quickly you walk and take your time, you can kind of go through the whole forest area within, like, 15 minutes, but they do have a lot of other areas you can go to to, like, learn more about and educate yourself on tarsiers, but, like, the actual forest area with all the tarsiers in it will only take you about 15 to 20 minutes to walk through. But there's a lot of them in there, luckily. Um, but they have a lot of rules, which I'll explain more about that later, too. Uh, That's pretty cool, though, that they have that space. Yeah! Aww. Yeah. Um, so, 
zoos don't really have tarsiers because they do not do well in captivity at all. They are really stressed out easily and they don't have a lot of success with breeding. Like it's only like a 50% chance that they even survive and then their uh, reproductive rate slows dramatically when they're in captivity and they have a lot more um, miscarriages. So it's it's just not successful. So zoos and that and like those kinds of conservation efforts just don't really exist, which is why they have that wildlife sanctuary instead. So it's kind of like keeping them in the wild where they thrive, but it's like a protected wild rather than like, we're going to keep you in captivity. Right. So they mostly live in like the sanctuary because that's the best way they can try to preserve this animal. But the other thing is to just try and really fight the habitat, like the habitation loss, habitat loss. <laughs> deforestation basically so that's kind of their history for the most part is that they are old <laughs> they used to be all around the world but now they are not <laughs> um that's so sad yeah and they yeah and they're they're endangered one of the species is on the top 25 endangered most endangered primate list that's so sad so, which is really sad but they're so cute. So from they are so cute. I think they're Moving cute. Moving from that into predators and threats, I think they're cute too. I would love to snuggle one, but we cannot, which I'll talk more about that later too. Okay. So their biggest threat is humans and habitat loss, and they are sometimes captured for exotic pet trade, even though they don't do well and they die within days oh. of that. Like, they die within a matter of days because of lack of live food and unsuitable living quarters. And they just get so stressed that they just don't, they don't do well being pets. Whether they're exotic pets or whether they're zoo pets or whether they're like a happy, you know, like they just don't, they don't do well. So if you're wondering if you can have one as a pet, you cannot <laughs> because it won't survive. Dang you it. can just adopt one in the wild and be like, I've adopted you, even though no one else may know. But I love you. <laughs> you can go pretend you own and visit one at the Philippine Sanctuary. <laughs> long distance love. Yes, long distance love. You can get a plushie of it or something. <laughs> and it will never leave you. True. It'll just stare They're into my soul. They're also pretty shy towards humans. They <laughs> do <laughs> Oh my gosh, they would just, I would feel like it would be just piercing my soul with its big eyes, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Hi, Jayla. <laughs> it's not as terrifying because your eyes are proportionate to your face. I should have gotten closer. <laughs> I got really close um, to the camera, guys, just so you know. <laughs> she got really close to the camera, yeah. It wasn't close enough to freak out Nicole, but it was close. <laughs> it was entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> so they're also hunted for, quote, snack Ew. food. I don't understand how they would make a good snack, but I've never eaten one, and I don't think I ever would want to. <laughs> and just in general, also, they're hunted for food by people. But other animals do prey on them as well, like cats, birds of prey, snakes, and small carnivores, depending on where they live. 
So they do have natural predators along with, like, humans and their habitat loss or whatever, but their biggest, biggest threat is just people and deforestation. So, um, their diet and hunting, when they, oh, what am I saying? I don't know. Hi! (laughs) Very nice. They are the only primate that is completely carnivorous. So they eat insects, frogs, lizards, and sometimes small birds. And they've also been known to hunt snakes and small bats. And they can just, like, snatch them right out of the air, which I think is super cool. With their fingers. Also a little scary. (laughs) Yes. And their crazy leaping skills. So they don't move around a lot when they're hunting. They usually just cling to a tree, like a tree branch vertically. So they're not, like, hanging upside down or like chilling like a sloth they like they're vertical and they're just clinging to this branch and they just stay still like super still and they just move their head and like use their giant eyes to look around and also their giant really intense ears to hear all the sounds and then once they once they scope out their prey they use their long hind legs and leap and pounce on their victims so they use an ambush attack yeah, it's really cool. They're, like, super quiet and silent and still, and they just don't move. And then once they find it, they, like, sometimes they'll get a little closer, and then they ambush, and they basically land on top of their prey, or they'll snatch the birds or the bats out of the air. And then they use their long padded fingers to help catch their prey or to, like, help them, like, grip onto, like, trees or whatever that they're landing on to snatch their food. And then they use their front hands to eat their food, and they have strong jaws and teeth that are known to, and they're also known to have wide mouths in comparison to their small size as well. So not only do they have really big eyes, but they also have really wide mouths. Um, But it's helpful for them to be able to eat some larger prey. So that is what they eat and how they hunt. Impressive. Where are their mouths? I feel like I'm looking at these pictures and it just looks like they have a nose. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I found one. I found one eating something. <laughs> now I understand. You're just distracted by their giant eyes. It's I, hard to see anything else. <laughs> that's very true. I am distracted by And they usually are just eyes. like. Right. They always look they like look they're like just smiling. Yeah. With, like, their cute little wrinkles. That's true. All right. Their environment. So, like I said before, they were once found all over the world. Mostly all over the world. But now they are found in islands of Southeast Asia, like the Philippines, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Jayla's dancing over the Philippines. Sorry. For clarification, I am a quarter Filipino. She's a little biased. And so I'm a little biased about all things Philippines. And that's how I know about these little guys. Um, My husband also has two shirts that have little designs of the monkeys. Are they monkeys? (laughs) They're a primate, yeah. Yeah. Of the primates on his shirts. So they're... Their favorite. You're adorable. <laughs> it's okay. Anytime we talk about anything from Malaysia or Singapore, I'll be biased about that since I True. lived there for a short time. Fair. So. 
Or anything that has to do with Oregon. <laughs> true, true. We have our favorites. We're waiting for Nicole. We're waiting for Nicole. We're waiting for Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. We're waiting for Nicole. Okay, the Tarsiers are adorable, by the way. I just want you to all know that. They are adorable with their big old eyes. And their finger is not as long as I thought it was going to be. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but I can't see you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Why oh, can't you see now me? Now I can see you. I can see you now. <laughs> oh. Can We're you good. see me with your big old tarsier eyes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This should work because it's cool. still doing headphones. Is this better? Can you talk for just a second? No, I don't know how to talk. Excellent. It's not picking you Can you, you hear up. me now? <laughs> I can hear you great. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to have to plug my phone in to keep it from dying like your phone last week. <laughs> hey, I plugged mine in this week. Excellent. I made sure everything okay. was plugged in before we started. <laughs> oh, no. Weak Wi-Fi using Not your mobile sideways. Data. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> what is happening me? with... I can... Yeah. It's just... <laughs> You're upside down. <laughs> better it's fine you can yeah that's fine it doesn't matter okay okay so their environment (laughs) they so (laughs) yes they uh philippines that's where we left off you're quarter filipino (laughs) i'm biased i am yes we are all biased Oh, we had some technical difficulties, so we're backtracking a tiny bit. <laughs> okay. That's all right. So the western tarsiers uh, prefer lowland primary forests or low mountain forests. The eastern tarsiers, like, uh, they manage to find their homes at different levels in the forest, so it doesn't matter too much. They kind of like all, all of it. And then the pygmy tarsier uh, does its best, like it does best in very high mountainous forests, and then the which is a specific species of tarsier. And then the Philippine tarsier prefer lowland forests, and they make homes pretty low to the ground. Typically, most of them will sleep and have like their. They mostly all sleep pretty low to the ground, about three to six and a half feet off the ground. And they all like dark, dense forests with lots of trees and covering and vegetation. Not only for the food and the bugs, but also for protection and they are nocturnal. So they like the dense trees to block out the light for them to sleep. Nice. Yeah. Drink some water. Okay. So their lifespan, (laughs) I found. (laughs) 
I found a lot of variation. Definitely heard you swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm a loud swallower, apparently. (laughs) I had a friend tell me I was a really loud breather, and they didn't like the way I breathed because I was too loud. So then I was, like, super, like, self-aware and conscious of my breathing for so long. I still am sometimes. I'm like, am uh, I breathing I'm sorry. too loud for you? <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> I know. She's like, you breathe really loud. Like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information other than I guess I'll try to breathe more quietly. <laughs> so. And now I'm too aware of how loudly I breathe. I know my nose flares a lot when I talk, but that's different. <laughs> anyway, that's different. That was a tangent. Uh, their <laughs> lifespan. <laughs> um, so I found a really wide variety of a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. So the most general one I can get is anywhere from 2 to 20 years. <laughs> Which is a very large age range because a lot of websites said a lot of different things. Some said eight to nine years, some said only like a few years, some said 20 years, some said 16. So we're going with two to 20 to be safe. (laughs) That's fair. That's a good range. Covers all your bases. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to be so fun. This is when it'll be nice to record in person. <laughs> True. But you can All also right. listen to... We can listen to each other's missing halves that we missed out on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just keep going. Every time you're like not saying something funny, I can hear you. But anytime you're like responding to something, it's all glitchy <laughs> and it's so unfair. I'm sorry. Just keep going. I feel bad that I want to know everything you say. Okay. <laughs> well, at least our viewers. I'll listen to it when I'm editing <laughs> and then I'll laugh. Okay. That's literally what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Now it works. <laughs> oh Their behavior. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> my behavior is going to get worse the more this technical difficulties happen. <laughs> okay. So they're awake and active in the nocturnal times. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Now that that's how we say that. Um, And they spend their day clinging to a vertical tree or branch and sleeping. At night, they hunt using their ears and eyes. And then based on species, they are either solitary or they will be in a family group of about two or three. Uh, They are territorial for the most part, but they're not like super mean about it. They're just kind of like, this is my zone. And then other Tarsiers will kind of just go and find their own space. Um, 
And then if they are in like a couple group, like a, a monogamous pair, they don't necessarily sleep in the same area very often, but they will share the territory that they have just in separate areas. It's kind of like <laughs> you get the son of the house, I get that end of the house, but we're happy to be together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it works for them. So whatever, right? Um, they do chit chat, I said, with others and with their mate, and they will sometimes sing duets. They can be, uh, Aww. yeah. So they believe the singing, uh, is the male and female communicating within their shared territory. And I talk a little bit more about that later. Um, and then they also do have other vocalizations based on different situations as well. So different things will cause for different sounds that they make. But it's cute. Which, when I talk more about that, that is cute. you'll understand. Yeah. Okay. Mating oh. and babies. Because we all want to know how cute they're... If they're already so tiny and cute, how much cuter could their babies be, right? I feel like their babies would just be eyeballs. <laughs> They're just eyeballs. That's it. You say just eyeballs? <laughs> I'm just going to move on because <laughs> I only partially heard what you no? said, but I definitely saw you do this. <laughs> just eyeballs. <laughs> I gave birth to just eyeballs. <laughs> oh, that's <Okay>. terrifying. <laughs> oh, okay gross Ugh, yeah that's not a pretty image hairy eyeballs anyways <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> sorry okay so some species um have a mating season and others don't it's just kind of based on when they have heat and then some some websites said that tarsiers will have like a monthly cycle similar to that of like what we kind of go through. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. But they... <clears throat> so when a female is ready, she will emit a special sound for the male to know that she is fertile and ready. After the male and the female do their thing, they usually go off on their own so the male doesn't stick around and help raise the babies. The mom just kind of does it on her own. And they just... Because she's a cool mom. Yeah, they just kind of do their thing and then go back to life as normal. <laughs> so, the females... Do you have any, Do you want to guess how pregnant they are? How long they're pregnant for? Ooh. Do you want some hints? Uh, n- yes. Okay. So, a similar size monkey, the pygmy marmoset, carries two babies and is pregnant for about four and a half to five months a brown rat which is about twice the size can have many babies and is pregnant for three weeks other mammals including bunnies have babies within 33 days mice have babies within 20 days and dogs are pregnant for nine weeks all having multiple babies other monkeys like often are pregnant for about five-ish months, and baboons, which are much larger than our 
Tarsier is pregnant for six-ish months. Based on all of that, how long do you think our little Tarsier develops our little baby baby? <clears throat> That's a wide range, so I'm just going to guess two months. Okay, so we humans are pregnant for roughly nine, nine-ish months, and we develop yeah, a very large, <laughs> yes, un- unless you have a preemie, but we develop a very large, pretty well-developed baby. Other animals develop right. mostly well-developed babies, but their eyes are usually closed or they're still kind of developing as they grow after they're born. Uh, elephants are pretty well-developed and are, like, pretty up and about, along with giraffes, like, pretty quick, you know, but they're also pregnant for a very long time. So, considering their size and how small they are, and they only carry one baby, they are pregnant for 180 days, which is six months. What? Yeah. That's a huge little that's <laughs> that's a long pregnancy for such a tiny Speechless. animal yeah so but when they're born they are already very well developed they have a full coat of fur their eyes are already open and then they can start climbing within a day or two and they're also born oh. at about 25 to 27 grams which is 20 to 30% of its adult weight at birth. Oh, wow. So in comparison to that for humans, it would be as if me or you or anyone else, human, having a baby, had a 17 kilo baby, which is about 37 pounds. Nope. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) It's a hard pass. Hard pass. I don't mind if you're super underdeveloped. (laughs) Well, we don't have super underdeveloped babies, but they don't come out walking and talking, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, with their eyes open. Yeah, our baby's eyes are open. I mean, but their eyes aren't, like... (laughs) huge well you think like kittens and puppies and that their eyes don't open for a while like a couple weeks when they're born so but their eyes are already like developed and ready to go it's just they're so tiny open yeah huge and staring into your soul (laughs) where's my milk at mama Maybe that, that poor should, mom. Maybe that should be a shirt. Just big eyes. Where's my milk at, mama? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or maybe that should be our title. <laughs> no. I want hairy eyeballs as a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay. So the mom will breastfeed for about two months, and she raises the young, the infants on her own. And then once they can hunt on their own, they leave and find their own territory, and they have their own adventures and their own babies, and they are sexually mature around two years of age. 
So it nice. backtrack just a tiny bit. When babies are young, the moms will carry them in their mouth or on their bellies. And the moms, which is odd for primates, have multiple breast pairs, kind of like dogs and cats have, like, they're, like, six or eight or whatever they have. Um, so normally primates, like humans, only have two, like, one pair. Uh, so the tarsier also has multiple pairs, but only one of them is functional for food, which is the pectoral ones. And so they think that the other nipples, basically, are for the babies to hold onto as anchor points for when they're clinging to mom and she's walking around, leaping around. Interesting. Yeah, but also kind of cute and painful. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. (sighs) Okay. You ready for some cool facts? For me to answer all of the things I'm, I'm like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. <laughs> Here's the time I'm getting to it. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready okay. for all the answers to all the questions. <laughs> yes. So female tarsiers, like I since we're on the subject of babies and things, um, this is what I went down a weird rabbit hole, uh, because I'll explain. So female tarsiers have a I'm going to say this wrong, prosemian type uterus, which isn't as common among primates, and a higher primate type placenta, which is common in primates. So they are closely related to uh, primates more than lemurs, but they have a uterus more similar to lemurs, but then their placentas are similar to the primates that they're closely related to, which is interesting. Um... So they're, like, in in between. Exactly. Uh, so, which led me down this weird rabbit hole of how many types of uteruses are there? <laughs> because I was trying to find the definition of what this type of uterus was. I was like, what, e- what does that even mean? You know? And what does a higher primate type placenta even mean? <laughs> Which then I was like, what? I did not know that. So, among mammals, do you know how many types of uteruses there are among mammals? No. There Can are you tell me? four. <laughs> I always thought there was one. Okay. <laughs> I am a naive human. Okay. So, there is the duplex uterus, which is like what marsupials have, kangaroos, possums, and rodents. And then there's a bipartite like one, which is ruminants have it, which are like deer, moose, cats, and horses. Uh, And then there is a biocorneate biocorneate? I don't know. Science words, um, which is what dogs, pigs, elephants, whales, our tarsier friends here, and lemurs have. And then what we, like humans and higher primates, like chimps have, is a simplex uterus. However, sometimes higher primates with a simplex uterus do actually develop a biocorneate one during their fetal development because it just develops wrong slash differently. That they develop it differently. 
So sometimes humans can have a biocornate uterus, which is... I mean, I would explain what the difference between each of them are, but that's just a lot more extra words. <laughs> and that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that there are four types and what animals have what kinds. So, that is interesting. Humans. And then there are two types of placentas. <laughs> there is a hemerochorial which is what the humans, monkeys, and apes have, and our tarsiers. And then there is an epithelical aureole. <laughs> okay. I will try that one more time and then give up. I'm just going to sound it out real slow. Epithelial aureole. I don't know, man. It's, it's a long word. It starts with an E. <laughs> okay. but lemurs horses and pigs and other animals have that kind so those are the two types huh. and based on different species they have different placentas and different uteruses which is interesting that is interesting <laughs> okay so <clears throat> but yeah female tarsiers have like a lemur like uterus and then a human-like placenta. So interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Do they know why? No. If they did, I I oh. didn't find that information. I'm sure someone somewhere might oh. know, but I didn't find it. If you know why, please let us know, because we would love to know. Yeah, <coughs> listeners, let us know about your uteruses and placenta knowledge. <laughs> We want to know. <laughs> yes, let us know about your uteruses. <laughs> I'm even and wearing knowledge. my uterus t-shirt right now. <laughs> That's great. Anything even... you can do, I can do bleeding. <laughs> I didn't even plan it. Like space. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Alright, next cool fact. So, back to what we were talking about, how loud the tarsier actually is. They have oh, yeah. ultrasound. Are whispering? Oh. So, they can make like a high-pitched sound <laughs> so loud that we can't hear it. Yep, that is the opposite <laughs> of whispering. Uh-huh. They're so loud we can't hear it. Uh, and then they can also hear, like, how loud, like, really loud hertz. So, uh, humans can hear up to 20 hertz, and a dog whistle, because everyone kind of knows how loud a dog whistle is, and, like, we can't really hear it, dog whistles go to up about, mm -hmm. go up to about 30 hertz. The tarsier can hear up to 91 hertz. And it can make a sound up to 70 hertz. What? Yes. Some so it can't even hear how loud itself is. <laughs> it can hear how loud it is. So they can make a sound up to 70 hertz, but they can hear up to 91. Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. I had that backwards. Yes. Okay. 
So that makes more sense. Yeah, but some websites said that they can make sound up to like ninety hertz, but it was like a little controversial. So I'm just kind of playing it safe and saying seventy. <laughs> um, okay. But that is about the same range as bats, and then it's way beyond other oh. primates. So they can make and hear as well as bats, which is kind of cool. Which might be why they mm. can hunt them so easily. That's true. Why they can just snatch them out of the air. Mm-hmm. They can hear them just fine <laughs> and probably confuse them oh. by talking just as loudly. So more about their cute little duets. <clears throat> Sorry, mm-hmm. I had to burp. <laughs> okay. It's okay. So more, yeah. Uh, more about their cute little duets. At sunrise, when they're going to sleep, the Tarsier couple will engage in complex calls, and scientists believe oh. they are communicating information about their territory with their pair bond, like their significant other, and also about to other Tarsiers being like, this is our territory, and they're like, duetting to each other about it and sometimes immediate that's so cute mm-hmm. so it's that's basically adorable. like good night good night i love you i love you too <laughs> this is adorable. our space don't yeah. enter my space sleep well <laughs> i'm going to bed now <laughs> close those giant eyes that's so cute yes I think it's cute because so happens at sunrise, eyes. which is their bedtime. <laughs> it's like they're telling each That's other about so their cute. day of what what they encountered throughout the night. It's adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't find any famous ones, um, but the story I have is kind of cool. It's not like a specific this famous tarsier story or anything i guess there are the famous tarsiers on that gif (laughs) that my sister-in-law loves so there's those tarsiers not that i know their names or anything but they are on the gif um so story time i have for you is a mouse-sized pygmy tarsier because they are the smallest tarsiers Um, So they haven't been seen for 85 years, and they were thought to be extinct. The last sighting was in 1921. Wow. A long... The 1920s. They haven't seen them since the 1920s. That's a long time, Nicole. Yeah. (laughs) I remember learning about the 1920s in high school, the Roaring Twenties. (laughs) I just made that connection of like, holy dang. (laughs) So long ago. Yeah. Okay, so then in the 2000s, two Indonesian scientists were trapping rats, and they accidentally trapped a pygmy tarsier. So then more scientists showed up to study them because they were like, they're still alive? You know, because they thought they were extinct. And then they just happened across them, and they were like, what? So they were all kind of freaking out. And they were able to catch a couple more, and they put radio transmitter collars on them. And then to track them. And that's when they were like, oh, right. They can turn their heads 180 degrees. Because as they were, like, hooking the collar on it, it turned its head and bit the scientist. (laughs) She's like, it's really hard to put these collars on them. (laughs) They like to bite. (laughs) 
god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, but they were then able to kind of track them and learn a little bit more about them and stuff, which was really cool. They still don't really know how many there are, but now they're a little bit more protected now that they're aware that they're there. So they're a bit more safe about it. And in that general area to keep the pygmy tarsiers safe. And then the pygmy tarsiers weigh about half of the body weight of all the other tarsiers. So they're like basically half the size. But their legs are just as long as the other ones. Oh. So you just like cut their body in half and keep the giant long legs on them. Which helps them because they're the ones that like to be like in the high treetops. So they like leap all in the tall Mm treetops and stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy. They're so cute, though. They're so tiny. That's, that's um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hooking the collar on and then turns its head and bites you. It's like, oh, right. Jump. <laughs> they can turn their head all the way around. 180 degrees. You can't fool <laughs> me. My hand is not safe. <laughs> okay. All I have left is my lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready for the lightning facts. Kachoo, kachoo, kachoo. Okay. So I'm starting off with a really sad lightning round fact. So then that way we can end on happier ones. But I do want to warn everyone, this is a little bit of a sensitive subject. So viewer, listener discretion is advised for the next I don't know, minute or so. Uh, so some tarsiers, I guess all of them, because remember I said that they don't do well in captivity and they get stressed really easily. And some of their stressors are like humans in their habitats or human contact. They don't like certain lights or lots of noise. They don't like being touched. So all of these stressors can cause them to become suicidal. <gasps> no. Yes. And they have really thin skulls. So what they do is when they're really stressed, they have been known to, like, smack their heads against the ground, logs, rocks, or the cages they're kept in, and then they die. And it's really sad. I'm so glad you told us this fact first so that we can end on higher notes. This is so sad. I know. I'm saving it for, like, the end, but the first part of the end. Because it is really sad. Uh, um, I'm sorry, listener. I'm sorry that Nicole decided to share this with us. <laughs> I think it's important to know. So if you see a tarsier, don't approach them and don't, like, so the, the, um, convert, the conversion, what is it? The sanctuary that they're all in. They have, like, really strict rules of no touching them. Don't get too close. You can take pictures, but no flashes and no, like, really loud noises. People have to, be like, stay really, really quiet. So they have, like, all these rules because they don't want to trigger the tarsiers to get overstressed and and then to react in this really sad way because it's happened. Um, So I think it's important for listeners to know. Like, if you ever do come in contact with a tarsier, like, you need to be cautious and careful. And this is one of the many reasons why you don't want to keep them as an exotic pet. 
and not just because of like the lack of habitat you can provide and like the lack of life food, but also they just get so stressed that this is what they will do. Um, so that's so sad. Can you imagine getting a tars uh what tarsier? is it a tarsier a tarsier tars tarsier as mm-hmm. a pet for your child and then this is what happens no, and your child walks in and is like what happened that's worse than like guinea pigs or goldfish or anything else you could pig. possibly get your child <laughs> i said that's worse than a guinea pig or a goldfish or any other animal you could possibly get your child yeah this is so don't sad don't don't fall in love with them Just enough sad. that you're willing to buy one as a pet because it's not it's not good for them and their population is already dwindling that we don't don't want to do that. Um, but you can, you can get stuffed animals and yes. sculptures and pictures yes. and drawings. And you can touch and the stuffed animals all shirts. you want. <laughs> so that's my really sad fact about them. Um, so moving on to happier ones. <laughs> Thank you. So a website said that their top speed is 24 miles an hour, which is kind of cool. I don't know how accurate that is because they're really only, they they hold still for a really long time until they find their prey and then they leap or if they're running away from a predator. So they don't, they don't really have a way. And that's why it's also really hard to get a lot of information on them because it's hard to capture them because you can't keep them as like a science thing to study. You have to release them really fast and you have to keep them calm and happy while they're in captivity while you're doing a quick study on them because you don't want them to panic and die. Um, so then back to a little bit of the babies. So babies are the largest born in relation to their adult size of all mammals so like because they're like 20 to 30 percent of their adult weight when they're born they are the largest of all the mammals of like their birth weight ratio to adult body weight ratio (laughs) they big babies that makes sense (laughs) yes um i already talked about their eyes weighing more than their brains which i still think is so crazy Uh, That's so funny. Yes. There are old texts that believe, like, books that um, say and claim that, or believe that they would eat charcoal, but they do not. That's a myth. They will actually dig through the charcoal to find bugs because they like the insects. Oh. Yes. They have 34 teeth, which is different from other primates and lemurs because most other primates have, like, four in incisors and they only have two so they're basically missing two teeth from the other their other relatives uh humans have i think 32 teeth so there you go Hmm. and then my last fact about the tarse tarsier oh my gosh i can't even say this animal's name right throughout the thing i am sorry you cute little bug-eyed creature uh the tarsier (laughs) the speaking of their eyes they don't have a layer of tapetium which in their eyes, which is um, that reflective layer that other animals have, like cats. So when cats or other animals are in the dark and you're, like, shining a flashlight and their eyes glow, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is the tapetum or whatever, the reflective layer in their eyes that help like them absorb and reflect more light so they can see in the dark. So tarsiers don't have that. Instead, they've just developed bigger eyes, and then they have what's called a fova, fovea, it's F-O-V-E-A, and it's like this little, little thing in the back of their eyeball, and it's packed with cones and photoreceptors and other eyeball thingies, um, and it's to intake and improve the image quality, which is very helpful at night, so that is how they're able to see in the dark. And... They don't oh, reflect that's the light cool. back at you, so it's even harder to see them in the dark. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, because they used to be daytime animal, like mammals, and then at some point they flipped their schedule to being nocturnal, so they never developed that reflective lining. Instead, they just <laughs> improved their night vision in other ways through evolution that's really interesting Mm -hmm. it's like they chose to be different (laughs) yeah that's that's what i've got for you for the tarsier they're cute awesome little bug-eyed they are really cute lemur gremlins that are itsy bitsy they're cute they always look like they're smiling Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Sorry, you froze. Sorry. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's really Until... nice having you here. What? <laughs> the beginning of that Just glitch. Keep going. <laughs> oh boy. All right, animal lovers. Well, hopefully you learned some cool new facts about this cute little primate. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole. And Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! You have our last final fact that has nothing to do with tarsiers. I do. I have our last final random animal fact. Did you know? I'm excited. That female dragonflies 
will sometimes fake their own death to avoid mating with males? Uh, <coughs> what? Right? Pretty cool. That's like the ultimate, I have a headache. <laughs> Not right now. I'm going to pack up my things and go. <laughs> Not now because I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is yeah. hilarious. Isn't that great? <laughs> they fake their own death. Yep. To avoid mating. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you liked it. I did like cool. it. That was great. 